Okay, let's get started with this year's Parshas Achremos Kedoshim, Tavshanai and Gimel. There is much to talk about in these parshios, many mitzvos that are defining and basic to, uh, <coughs> to Yahadus, and we'll try to touch on a number of them in this year's, in this year's discussion. We'll start off with uh, just one little thought from the stipler. Just a ha'ara, a story that took place, and a psak that the stipler gave. I'm not saying, if they ask the... Uh, your local rav about the psak, but the message of the psak is clear. Pazak says, Lo signovu. Right? The issue of stealing is in our parsha. Lo signov during us in the Aseros Adibros is not what we call stealing. That's kidnapping. But lo signovu, stealing money, is in this week's parsha. In one of the parshias. Says the Karasal uh, Shabbos Onik, quoting a story of the, about the stifler in source number one. Maestro Shahya Badam Echad, Shenigash Perchov, the telephone Siburi. Right, this story is dating itself. There was a public telephone, if you remember what those were. Kedela Suach, in Beso, he went to make a phone call. He put in an Asimon, a quarter, wherever you're from. When he put the coin in, the phone swallowed his money. Swallowed his money. <coughs> he starts banging on the phone, he starts kicking the phone. Whatever he could do, he starts trying to get the coin out, but to no avail. Liamim Niskalo Do Adam, that same person one time came to another telephone Siburi that was Mukulkal, but guess what? You can make free phone calls. You didn't have to put any money in. His tapecho soha adam. Hayim mutalovatsea sihachat kinegadotomatbeasha nivalovavar. Well I lost I lost money in the other t- public phone. So this one, hey, it's all going to the same city, it's all going to the same government. It's not privately owned where I could go talk to somebody. If there is a a vending machine in a certain private place and I could talk to them. This is a public phone. So I lost the money then, five years ago, and now I want the money. I got a free one. Right? Amazing that he conquered. He didn't just do it and then ask later. Right? Which uh, maybe many of us would have done. But he said, because he wasn't sure what to do, Panahaish Lagon, Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchakanevsky, went to the stifler and asked, you know, is this low signal? <laughs> the stifler said, better not to. This is not something, doesn't say that it's low signal, but he said it's better not to. Why? If somebody stole something from you, are you allowed to steal it back from them? They stole it from you. It's yours. Is it appropriate to steal it back from them? So Chazal tell us it's better to go to the authorities, not to go back and steal it from them. Again, we're not getting into the halachalized elements in extreme cases, but in general, doing an act of Geneva, even if we could have an excuse, even if, well, I'm owed it, it still affects us. And it still shapes who we are. As the Sefer Achinov says many times in his Sefer, what we do affects who we are, and therefore says the stipler, this act is going to affect us. Oh, it might be mutter here, it might be this, it might be that, but you shouldn't do it. So we have to realize everything we do in life affects who we are, shapes who we are, and we have to be extra careful, even if we're not violating anything, per se. We have to make sure that we are roa es hanolad and everything that we are involved in is latov.
Okay, a number of mitzvahs. Let's get into the first mitzvah of the evening. The mitzvah of Kisui Hadam. Covering the blood. Kisui Hadam. Right, there's a mitzvah that we've spoken about in the past. Let us touch on one or two ideas of Kisui Hadam as well. It says the Rashbam. The Rashbam in source number two. What is the reason behind the mitzvah of Kisui Hadam? After I shecht an animal, I cover its blood. A mitzvah that many of us can never fulfill. We're not uh, shochtim, but at least learning about it is a partial fulfillment. What is the message of Kisi Adam? We discussed in the past the Sefer HaChinuch. I did not give it to you again. The Chinuch says, I'll just read it to you, Lefisha HaNefesh Tuliyabadam. Dam is the lifeblood. Life. It's the life, it's the unit of life for a person. The Dam. V'lachain ro'i lanu l'chasos hanefesh when we're looking, when we see, when we can still visualize the dam, which is the source of life for the behema, it's inappropriate to partake of the behema when we're staring at the source of life for the behema. So it's appropriate to cover up the blood. I'm not, I'm not focusing specifically on, on behema now versus chayah. I'm just saying the, the animal. It's annoying by opos and chayos and not and not behemos, but either way, the animal in front of us, so is inappropriate. That was the Sefer HaChinuch. The Rashbam has one line. The Rashbam has one line to explain why is there a mitzvah of Kisi Hadam. Says the Rashbam in source number two, V'kiso be'afar, ki'az lo yehei ra'uy la'achila. Because if I cover the blood, it will no longer be able, be fit to be eaten. It'll be filled with dirt. It'll be filled with whatever I'm using to, to cover the blood. So that is why it is important to cover the blood. So I don't come to eat it. Explain the achronim. What's the Rashbam telling us? Again, a comment that we have made in the past in other contexts. What's the message of the Rashbam? We are usually used to the concept of syagim, offense laws, on a Durabanan level. We are not allowed to write with our left hand on Shabbos because we may come to write with our right hand. We are not allowed to eat bsar of bachalav, chicken cheeseburgers, because we might come to eat beef cheeseburgers. Right? There are many, many Yisraeli Rabbanan that are asr mishum syag. I'm not allowed to do something because Chazal don't want us to fall. It's like walking next to a cliff. Right? There's, there's a fence. The fence isn't right next to the cliff. Right? It's, it's a little bit in because you don't want to go right there. You don't want to fall into the daraisa. Many times we think, what do we need this Isidrabanan for? Chazan knew what they were talking about. Right? Sidewalks usually have a little area between it where, the, where we walk and the street where the cars are. Why? Because that's a syug. That's a fence. We need that. We don't want to be so close. Many times we complain, oh, what did the Rabbanan do this for? They, knew, they, didn't, want to fall, they didn't, didn't want us falling into the street. They don't want us falling into the street. Right? They were protecting us. Rav Ribiad in a safer on Shabbos gives a mushal. says sometimes, let's say, somebody's stuck in traffic. Terrible traffic. And they're sitting there and they're sitting there and they're inching along and finally they see up ahead there's a police line. Do not cross. There's a big, big flashing light. They're blocking two lanes. They're like, what are they doing this for? What are they blocking off the street? This is crazy. They think that my time's not valuable and closer and closer. And then as I get closer, I see there's a huge pothole right behind the, the barrier. And if the sign wouldn't be there, we would smash our car. Forget it. So what I thought was a nuisance was really protecting me. And it was all for my good. 
That's how we have to view all these surahs of Rabbanan. So that's where Rabbi had in the, in, uh, in a Sefer on Shabbos. But, that we usually think of, though, that idea as a rabbinic idea. Dinim de Rabbanan would protect us from Dinim de Araisa. But there are a number of examples, 10 to 15 examples, where the Torah itself goes out of its way to create one Din Da'araisa to protect us from another Din Da'araisa. Many examples. Rabbi Yosef Engel in the Lekach Tov categorizes them in his uh, in Klau Ches. Okay, well, I think we've touched on it in the past, but we never had it in this context. He quotes the Ran, who says that one is not allowed to have chametz in their house on Pesach, so one doesn't come to eat it. Some say you're not allowed to cook basar b'chalav because you might come to eat basar b'chalav. The Isser of Negia, according to the Rambam, could be so we don't come to this week's parsha also. Lo sikrufu lagalos erva, so we don't come to do something further, more than just an affectionate touch. Lo sikrufu lagalos erva. Many examples. Says the Rashbam. Here's another example. Why do I have a mitzvah say to do kisi adam so the blood becomes ruined and I won't come to eat it? Because there's an Isser of Achilah's Dam. We find it disgusting anyway. But there's an Isser Daraisa. Maybe there are some other cults and other times in history where it wasn't as, as looked down upon and frowned upon. Says the Rashbam, and the Lechach Tov explains this in source number three. This is the message of the Rashbam. The Torah itself. In source three, line four. Ein Royo Achilah, Velo Yavo Lo Ayin Shekain Kavanaso. It doesn't say it explicitly, but this is what he means. And then adds Rabbi Yosef Engel, the Lekach Tov, line eight. Ukefi hanire hevin harashbam zal sham kain bepashta dekra. We usually think of the Rashbam as a pashtan. He doesn't usually give lumbus of oh a siyag daraisa. Says Rabbi Yosef Engel, look at the psukim. If we read the Psukim, this is what it sounds like. The context of the Psukim, the Pshuto Shal Mikra, the Rashbam, the ultimate Pashton. Because what does it say in Pasuk Yud Aleph? Perak Yud Pasuk Yud Aleph. Or even Pasuk Yud. The Ish Ish Bi Beis Yisrael. Umenagera Garbis Ochamash Ayochal Kaldam. The Isra of eating Dam. Vinasati Panai Banevish Ochelas as Adam. Vehechrati Osabi Karavama. The Torah tells us in Pasuk Yud, there's an Isser to eat Dam, and if somebody eats Dam, there is an Isser Karis. Ki and the Torah describes, because the, the Nefesh is the, is the, the Dam is the Nefesh, as we said before. And the very next Pasuk. And if you catch an animal, the Shafach is Damo, and you shecht it, the Kisob offer. Do kisi adam ki nefesh kol basar damo benafshahu va'omar and I told Bnei Yisrael dam kol basar lo sochelu. So the mitzvah of kisi adam, it's fascinating, is sandwiched in the Torah between the iser of achilas dam once before the mitzvah and once after the mitzvah. Says of Yosef Engel, that's why the Rashbam says what he says because that's the pshuto shel mikra. The Torah is clear, according to the Rashbam, that this is why there is a mitzvah assay. Usually, siyagim are los assays. You're not allowed to do A, so you don't come to do B. But here's an example of a mitzvah assay. A mitzvah assay of kisli hadam, so that one doesn't come to violate. This isn't the only example of a mitzvah assay. We've mentioned, Rabbi Yosef Engel, I think also, <laughs> also mentions Rashi in Parshas Bracious where Rashi says on the Pasuk of Vayachulu that there is a mitzvah called Tosef Shabbos. 
adding on to Shabbos. We don't light candles the second before sunset. We do it 18 minutes before, 20 minutes before. Why? There's a mitzvah daraisa of adding. Why? What's the svara? Why do we add on before and at the end? Because we don't know exact time. We don't know. Even if it says we hear the beep on the news, we don't know the exact time. So we have to make sure we have to start early. We have to end late. Again, an example of a fence law, a siyag, to make sure that we don't violate the Isser Da'orais. <coughs> the idea of a siyag, as we have mentioned, the Mesul Sharm discusses in Parakud Gimel, where he talks about three types of siyagim, three types of laws meant to protect us. Haprishus explains the Mesul Sharm, as we know, he goes step by step through all the Midos, Zahirus and Zrizus, Nikius, and he comes to Precious in Paragud Gimel. Haprishus itchilos achasidus. Precious separating is the first step, step in piety. V'tiresh shekom ashebe arnu adata. Everything that we have done, said up till now, who mashim itzarech alo adam l'shiyet tzadik. The first twelve prakim says the Mesulos Yisharim is to be a tzadik, a righteous person. But now there's a level beyond, and that's to become a pious person, a chasid. Venimsa, ha precious im ha chasidus, who come zehirus and mazrizus. Precious and zehirus are parallel. There's the sur meira, first the prevention and then the doing. So what is the prevention? So he explains on line 12. The hisponein v'tireh, sheyesh kan shalosh madregos. There are three levels of, losa says, of protections. Yesh ho isuri, or not just protections, losa says, we should say. Yesh ha Isurim Atzmam. There are the Isurim Daraisa, the actual Isurim. The Yesh Siagoseim, and number two is as we described Siagim. Vehem Gzeiras Vashmish Barasha Gazru Chachaminu Al Kol Yisrael. What Chazal created, and we just said maybe not only Chazal, but even the Torah sometimes has some fence laws, like the Rashbam says here. The Yesh Ha Herchekim Shemutal Al Kol Parush VeParush. And then there are those ideas, and this is so personal to each of us, where each of us have to think what we need and where we need guards and what we and where do we fall? Where do we trip up? So we have to think we know we're not perfect. So we have to make sure that the next time it doesn't happen. So I won't go here. I won't read this. I won't, I won't go to this site. I want this, I want that. Something that we can protect against ourselves. Everything's personal. That's category three. We have the actual Isurim. <coughs> we have the national Syagim. And then we have the personal Syagim. The Yesh Erechekim says the Mesul Yesharim. Shemutal akal parish ve parish. Lasos the Oskonis betok shalom. This does not mean we're not supposed to live life to the fullest and have fun and enjoy ourselves. Like what wants us to. But little things. Little Syagim, like Rav Shach said when he had his 90-something birthday and he said, Rebbe, what could you tell us? He said, I'm going to be Makabel something. He said, what are you going to be Makabel? You're 96 years old. He said, I'm going to always bench with a bencher. That was his Kabbalah. I'm going to bench with a bencher. like, Rebbe, you kind of know it by heart. He's like, I'm going to bench with a bencher. I am more Kabbalah with a bencher. That was his Syag. That was his personal, this is what I'm going to do. But we all have it our own way. Bonin, 
Gedorim Latzmo. Tahainu Lahaniach Menatir Matzmom. Shalom Nesru. Right, as the famous Ramban discusses in this week's parsha, Kedoshim Tiyu. Velefrosh Mehem Kedeshim Aruchat Min Harai Herchet Gadol. This is the idea of a siyag. Three categories of siyagim, the Rashbam being a siyag even on a Daraisa level. One final element relating to this topic. This is quoted, Rabbi Simon quotes this in his Sefer a little bit on this week's parsha. He refers back to what he writes in Parsha Shmotz. And he quotes the Divra Yoel on Pirkei Avos. First Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. Him Amru Shloshedvarim. The Anshin Knesset says three things. The third one, obviously, is directly connected to us, but we'll see all three. Heavy Metunim Badin, number one. To be patient in judgment. I'm in source number five now. Line three. And also to create many students, many Tamidim. And number three. And make fence laws, make Siagim for the Torah. Is there a connection between these three ideas in the first Mishnah? Be patient in judgment. Don't judge right away. Have a lot of students. Be mamid. And make siyagim. Asu siyag Torah. So he explains. At root of all three is the midah of anava. Is the midah of humility. As we'll see, the third one is the most obvious for us in that we have to realize our shortcomings and Chazal realized our shortcomings, even if we didn't realize our shortcomings, in their infinite wisdom. Chazal knew exactly what we needed. And the Torah, obviously. And to meet the Avanava, of humility, to say, I need to do this, because I'm not there. But really, it's all three. Have you been tuning Be patient in judgment. Why? I, I don't know everything right away. I have to think about it. And this applies, the Mepharshim also says, in terms of Dan Lekavzchus. Be patient. Don't jump to conclusions about other people. That's that, a reflection of Anava. Of, I don't know, maybe, maybe he has this going on. Maybe he has that going on. And I, hold, I don't hold myself above the other person. And I'm patient before I judge them. The Bartanura says, on line 12, Even if you had Talmidim when you were younger, somebody was a Rebbe in their 30s and their 40s, keep going. Don't stop. In your 50s and your 60s, don't stop. Don't think that, I've, don't think that you've accomplished. Don't think that now I've gotten there. I've made it. No, as it says elsewhere. We have to keep going. We have to not hold ourselves high that I've done what I need to do. Through Harbatas Torah, continuous, to be Mezaka the Rabbim, Ein Chet Baal Yado. And that's why, It's not enough. No, we have needs the Zikri of the Rabbim throughout our lives. Keep going. And again, this doesn't just mean for a Rebbe. Wherever we are, in whatever field we're in, we can have Talmidim. We can have people that learn from us, that are inspired by the Orthodox Jews in the office. We could, they could say, oh, that's how, a, that's how a Ben Torah acts. That's how a servant of God acts. They live to a, to a higher authority. Talmidim Harbei. Our job is never done. And of course, the third one that's important for us, Asus Yagla Torah. Making the fences. Mesul Yisharim category three is a reflection of Anava. If I think I'm perfect, if I think I'm okay, I'm good, I'm fine, nothing to worry about, 
then I'm not going to make any, any fence laws for myself. I'm not going to try to create, and again, sometimes fence laws are doing something active, like Rav Shach said, benching with a bencher. You know, getting up 10 minutes before davening to learn something. I'm going to make sure that I'm, tied to da- I'm on time to davening so I get a chavrutza before davening. That's a siyang by doing something. Okay, we don't have to like take something away, maybe some sleep. But other than that, this is all a reflection of another, and that's what we learned tonight, that sometimes even the Torah does that. And that's the Rashbam that we had, the mitzvah of Kisi Adam, to protect us from the Isra of Achila, Achila's Dan. Okay, moving right along. We know most of Achremos, the first day of Achremos is the Avoda of Yom Kippur, we've discussed that in the past, the fascinating Ha'ara of the Vilna Gon, that Yom Kippur is not mentioned until all the way at the end of the section, as if to say, the Vilna Gon's Ha'ara, that Aaron HaKohen could do this whenever he wanted. But we do it on Yom Kippur. <coughs> but we'll continue, all the Arayos are mentioned in Parshas Achremos. Let's mention a well-known important Pasuk, right before the Arayos. Perak Yudches, Pasuk Hey. Yudches Hey. Torah tells us, Kamaseh Eretz Mitzrayim. Hashem tells Moshe to tell B'nai Yisrael, don't follow the ways of the Egyptians. Asher Yishav Temba, Lo Sasu. Ukamaseh Eretz Kenan. Asher Aniyem Mevi Eschem Shama. And like the actions of Kenan, don't do. Ufuchu Koseyam Lo Seleichu. Big topic. Don't follow their ways. Es Mishpatay Tasu. Chukosev Tishmoru Vechulu. Ushmartem Es Chukosev Es Mishpatay. Asher Ya'ase Osam Ha'adam, you shall follow all of my statutes, all of my laws, v'chai bohem. And you shall live in them. Ani Asher. Those two words, v'chai bohem, have a lot to tell us. Rashi. Start with Rashi. V'chai bohem. Rashi says two words. Olam haba. V'chai bohem is referring to olam haba, says Rashi. How will you live with them? You'll live in Olam Abba by doing the mitzvot. Shem Tomar, Ba'olam Azeh, because if you say it's Olam Azeh, Ba'olam Sofa Humeis, you're not going to, we're not going to live forever, right, 120. <coughs> so it can't be V'chai Bahem in Olam Azeh, so V'chai Bahem means in Olam Abba. That's Rashi. Some might be familiar with another Chazal on these two words, V'chai Bahem. Rav Schwab in Source number 6 quotes it. Or even before we do Rav Schwab, go back to the Unkelis for a minute. The Unkelis on Vachai Bahem, Unkelis says, V'yeche Bahon L'chaye Alma. Which is like Rashi. V'yeche Bahon, they'll live L'chaye Alma. Forever L'chaye Alma. Okay, so Unkelis and Rashi. Ask Rav Schwab, but we have another Chazal, the Gemara, it's on Hedrin, the Gemara, and Yuma, the Kasha line 4, Sharmei Haikra, Lamdu Chazal. This Pasuk is the source that for every mitzvah besides the big three, if our life is in danger, we violate the mitzvah and save our life. V'chai bahem. You shall live in the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs aren't meant to kill us. Only three mitzvahs we have to give our life for. Besides those three, V'chai bahem bahem. You shall live in them and you shouldn't die. On all the mitzvahs in the Torah, or if there is some major type of spiritual persecution, what's that talking about? Obviously, obviously in this world, Right? Don't don't die for uh, for Shil Shabbos. 
Don't die for Chilol Shabbos. No, live. Ask for Shwab. It's two opposite Chazals. What an amazing question. Every Sefer should ask this question. Rashi says, Mefurish Olam Haba. The Gemara says, Mefurish Olam Hazeh. How do you put the two Chazals together? The Eich Talena Ke'echad Elu Shtei Hadrashos Asholach Oren Nireis Ke'hefchios. Aren't they opposites? Says Rav Schwab, no. And at the end, Rav Schwab is going to bring us back to the last thought that we mentioned in this year's Haggadah this year. <laughs> Amnam, line 12. Kashezu mushreshes bitaus. Is a mistake here. Kasher nizbonein. Says Rav Schwab, a very deep thought. Nireh. She'ein chayi ha'olam hazeh v'chayi ha'olam haba shnei hafechem be'etzem. Olam hazeh and olam haba aren't opposites. They're not so different. Yes, one is physical and one is spiritual. But at root, the potential of each one, the essence is the same. And that's dveikus with Hashem. Dveikus with Hashem is possible in Olam Hazer and is possible in Olam Haba. And all the days of man. If we live in Evan Hashem life, a, a, a spiritually fulfilling, doing everything what Hashem wants from us, then we're in Ganathan right now. We're in Olam Abba right now. If a person is and we feel that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us what we need and we have trust and we have bitachin in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we feel that he's in charge and we have such connection to him then we're in Olam Haba right now. We have that feeling. We have that connection which is what we're going to have ultimately Bez Hashem after 120. So it's this Olam Hazen Olam Haba are not so different. What does Rashi say? V'chaibam and Olam Haba. What does the Chazal say? In Olam Hazeh, you have to live, because in this world there's also. It's just like Olam Abba. There's no stira. But if a person does not live a spiritual life, if a person is focused on Gashmias and is focused on having more and not being able to get enough of something in this world, then obviously it's not going to be Olam Abba. Then there's going to be a big gap between Olam Hazeh and Olam Abba. But the potential, the potential of looking at, at Shabbos as the highlight of the week, not as the day of no's, but in the day of a present, of a matana, says that's, we can make it, Olam Haba. Hari Nasa Mechubar LaKodesh, Ve'ein Ben Olam Hazeh LaOlam Haba, Ela, Sheba Olam HaNitzchi, Hu Bilti Gufani. The only difference is, it's not physical. V'nena Mizeva Shechina, Ulaome Olamim. And then he refers back to what Rav Hirsch says, keeping in the Breuer's family, what Rav Hirsch says, in Parshas Bracious. Question is asked by many mafarshim. What did the Kaddish Baruch Hu say to Adam and Chava, or specifically to Adam? On the day that you eat from the tree, you shall surely die. And he ate from the tree, and he didn't die. Ask all the mafarshim. Hashem lied. Hashem said he would die the day he eats from the tree, and he didn't die. What happened? He just got thrown out of Gan Eden. He didn't die. So what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu mean? Explains Rev Hirsch, and I gave it to you in the next source, in source number seven. He did die. Because losing that deep connection, we have no idea what Gan Eden was like. 
But maybe the difference between Olam Azeh and Olam Abba was the same type of qualitative jump between Gan Eden and outside of Gan Eden. Well, we all know that after 120, when somebody is Niftar, that's considered a Misa, even though it's going to the next stage of life. It's not a Misa. We call it a Petira, not a Misa. Niftar. What does Niftar mean? We finished. We went away. Haftorah is the end of the Avening. Right? Well, Haftir. Ain't Maftir and Achara Pesach Right? Maftir is at the end. Doesn't mean there's a, there's a finality to it. So if somebody's Niftar. Right? They, 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 they have Haftorah. They have to go on a Musaf. Right, that's but says Rav Hirsch, when they, he got thrown out of Gan Eden, it's possible in his words that were translated to English that the decree most Tammuz was actually carried out immediately. For we do find elsewhere too that banishment from home takes the place of it is imposed in lieu of the death penalty. Right, we know what happened to Kayan, he went into Gaulus, and that was a form of Misa. Somebody who kills Bishoge, he goes into Gaulus. Banishment from home is death on a reduced scale. Death itself is not a termination of existence, but only a termination of existence here. So banishment from paradise may have been death in a milder form. So Misa did occur. Why? It's the same root. Could Olam Azen and Olam Abba have the same idea to them? If we're connected to God, then we're in Olam Haba right now. Somebody could be in a base madrash. Somebody could be doing a mitzvah. Somebody could be making somebody in a wheelchair happy. They feel like they're in Olam Haba. They feel it because of the, of the, of the goodness, of the giving, of the mitzvah that they're doing. They're, they're in Olam Haba right then. So there's no stira. Be connected to HaKadosh Baruch And then at the end, he mentions the story that we mentioned in the Haggadah Shir. Once we're talking about Olam Azer and Olam Abba, he says when he once met the Chafetz Chaim, and the Chafetz Chaim asked him, what do you think it means, the Chayi Olam, not that you have Chayi Olam in us? What is Chayi Olam? And the Sarge like, I don't know. And the Chafetz Chaim asks him, where are you going to be in five years from, where are you going to be in a hundred years from now? Where are you going to be in five hundred years from now? With Hashem. Where are you going to be in a thousand years? Where are you going to be in a million years from now? Same exact spot. With HaKadosh Baruch We do it now, we earn it, we earn it then. That's Rav Shwab, V'chai Bohem Moving right along. Kedoshim. <laughs> Moving into Kedoshim. Beginning of Kedoshim, many, many mitzvos. The Torah tells us in the third Pasuk of Kedoshim, Ish imo v'aviv tira'u, Fear or be in awe is a better translation. Tira'u doesn't mean I should be scared of my parents as much as I should be in awe of my parents. Tira'u, like the yamim no ra'im, the awesome days. Chazal pick up on the fact that Shabbos and Mora of Amor in the same pasik. So, as we know, Rashi tells us what's the message. If our parents, Chas Shalom, ask us to do an Avera, we're not allowed to listen. I'm not allowed to listen because they're also mitzvah in listening to Avodas Baruchus. I'm not allowed to listen. Wonderful. The question that is asked, or even before we get to that, there's a thought that I found after I made up the sheets. I just wanted to add it in. A marshal of the Dubna Magid. Marshal of the Dubna Magid. About our parents asking us to do an Avera, we don't listen. So it's in the Sefer Panini HaTorah, or it's in the Ol Yaakov. Ol Yaakov is the Dubna Magid Sefer on Chumash. And there, it's Kemat Ol Mashalim. So there he quotes a mashal. A mashal to illustrate this 
idea of if my parents ask me to do an Avera, I'm not allowed to listen. So he quotes, There were three brothers, three brothers in the city. We're going to have an agad, a, a mashal on the Pasuk and a lamdas on the Pasuk. First is the mashal. Three brothers. All three of them went to a different country to learn a certain chachma, to learn a trade. And after a year, they all come back and they say, okay, what'd you learn? What'd you learn? What'd you learn? So, Echad Siper, Shalom Alasos, Mashkefet, Sheyuchlu Liros Al Yada, Al Yada, Atsumim. One of them created an unbelievable telescope. An unbelievable lens that you could see very far. Wow. No, what'd you learn? What'd you teach? Echad, the next one, Hasheni Siper, Shalom Alasos, Kein Matos, Sheyuchlu Atuspo, Merchakim Atsumim. Something, some type of flying instrument. Dubnamaga didn't have planes, but some type of flying instrument that you could get somewhere, right? This was a dream, in the dreams, right? Get somewhere to the other side of the world in an instant. That's what he created. Hashlishi, and the third one said, oh, I went to medical school. I came up with this unbelievable medicine that cures any disease. So they each learned something. They came back home. One of them learns how to make, had this amazing telescopic lens. The other one learns about to make some type of airplane, and the other one uh, learns medicine. One day, the brother, number one, was using his telescope, and he sees very far away that inside the palace, there's bedlam. And he sees that everybody's running around because the princess has a, has, is, is deathly sick, and they don't know what to do. Deathly sick! And they're like, what's going on? What's going on? He tells his brothers, they all jump in, they get into the plane of brother number two. They fly to the palace. They get off. Brother number three takes out the medicine, gives it to the princess, Baruch Hashem. The loyal is saved. The princess lives. And all three brothers are there. And the king turns to the brothers and says, okay, which one of you wants to marry my daughter? And brother number one says, well, obviously, you know, without me, nobody would have known what's going on. Nobody would have known anything. Obviously, I'm the one. Brother number two says, no, 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 no. Okay, you would have seen it, but what could you have done without me? I got you here. I brought you here. Without me, you would still be in the... You, you would know about it, but you would be helpless. And brother number three says, you could have known about it. You could have gotten here, but I did it. And I accomplished. Without me, you couldn't have done it. The king turns to the princess and says, okay, honey, you choose. You choose. She thinks about it for a minute and she says, I choose brother number three. Why? Because I don't need brother number one and two anymore. You're right. I needed them, but I don't need them anymore. But I might get sick tomorrow. I might get sick next week. I still need brother number three. Brothers number one and two were amazing and wonderful and they helped me a lot. But they're in the past. But now, brother number three is the one that's going to stay with me forever. Says the Dubna Magid. Chazal tell us in Meseches Nida that there are three partners in every human being. A mother, a father, and a Kodesh Baruch Hu. All three of them are needed to create a child. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives the Neshama, the mother and the father create the guf. But there comes a time. From the vantage point of the parents, Chinuch never ends. Right, because Yaakov Leishim that's true. But there comes a time that the child, when the child is older, 
He says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's protecting me now. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that stays with me forever. Until 120, I need HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Once one's parents pass on, the messages continue. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is forever. If you're our parents, tell us. Go against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. No, 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 no. He's brother number three, Kavi. If you want to have the marshal. He is the one that we have in the future. He's the one that we consistently, constantly need. And that is why. That's what we need. So that's the Agadita on the Simplini Torah from the Dubna Magid on the Pasuk. But there's another thought that we can mention relating to the problem of why is Shabbos picked? Out of any Avera in the Torah, the Pasuk would have said, don't wear Shatnas. If your parents ask you to wear Shatnas, you're not allowed to wear it. If you remember, don't eat not kosher, right? Um, any any Avera, any of the 365. But specifically, Shabbos is given. Why Shabbos? As if, if it was any other mitzvah or Avera, I would have thought, oh yeah, maybe that one not to listen to, but Shabbos would be okay. But Shabbos, you can listen to your parents to violate Shabbos. Dafka Shabbos had to be mentioned. Why? Says, Hadrash v'ha'iyun. Arya Levine. Arya Lewin. Aaron, I'm sorry, Arya. Aaron. Aaron Levine. Arya Levine is the Tzadik in our time. Says, Hadrash v'ha'iyun. He asked this question. Why Dafka Shabbos? Am I line four? Gilsa Torah Zos L'Nishmir Shabbos. Question one. Let me ask another question that he answers at the end. Why is this message given to us by Mora Avaim and not by Kibud Avaim, which is earlier in the Torah? What? It just it, Hashem didn't want to put it in the Aseris Adibros, so that's why he left it out. Gadol could have figured out a way to have it even in the Dibros. But then maybe there's a message why specifically by the mitzvah of keeping my parents in awe and not just respecting my parents. Says Adashva Ha'iyun, a lumdus, a sharp thought. Let me explain. If the Torah would have said this by any other one, I would have thought that Shabbos is okay. You would have thought that you could listen. Why? Why is Shabbos any less? Says the Hadrash and as we know, the standard of Melacha on Shabbos is what's called Melechaz Machshevas, a phrase in Parshas Vayakel, which means I'm only Chayav on Shabbos if I do thought out craftsmanship, professional work. But if it doesn't fit into the category of Melechaz Machshevas, for example, it is Mekalkel, it's destructive, I do it through a Shinui, or it's Mesasek, or it's Darshina Meskavain, or any of the other principles in Malacha Shabbos that make it an imperfect Malacha, then it's not going to be called Malacha Shabbos, it's not going to be Asr on Shabbos on a biblical level, on a Daraisa level. <coughs> Continuing. Umi what is one of the principles? 
that we learn now from Melechaz Bachshevis, the principle called Melacha She'en Atzricha Lagufa. If I do a Melacha for a different purpose than what was done in the Mishkan, according to most Rishonim, that is an Isser Dirabanan. That's not a real Melacha. That's an Isser Daraisa. If I trap an animal on Shabbos because I don't want it to bite me, not because I want the animal. That's a malacha she'ena tzricha legufa. You're not doing it for the same purpose that was done in the Mishkan. If I dig a pit, not because I want the dirt, but I want the hole. Right? All different, the same exact act, but it's different purposes. If I carry something from place A to place B, not because I want it in place B, I just don't want it in place A. These are all examples that are Aser Durabanan on Shabbos. It's not a real Malacha de Oraisa according to what we hope. So, says the Joshua Ian, what does this have to do with us? He quotes a Maharik. This Maharik is much discussed in Ilkha Shabbos and source on line 17. Says the Maharik, if any, let's say there is an Anas, somebody says to a Jew, do this Malacha on Shabbos or I'm going to kill you. So as we know, the halacha is, as we mentioned before, Yavar you transgress, says the Maharik, an unbelievable Chiddush. Any time a non-Jew is forcing you to do a malacha on Shabbos, it's going to be a malacha she'en atzricha legufa. It's only going to be a malacha derabanan. Why? I'm not saying we hold this way, but this is the Maharik's Chiddush. Why? Because why am I doing this? Not because I want to accomplish what was done in the Mishkan. I'm doing it because I don't want to get killed. I'm doing this because I want to get the anas. I want to get the guy off my back. So says the Maharik, if I'm only doing it to listen to the non-Jew, to the anas, that's not a real malacha. That's not a malacha de oraisa. Shedna'asta, b'shabes, nipachat onesh, leka gamke nisr Torah, v'rakes v'drabanan, mishub d'havi malacha, shedetzrich l'gufa. I'm not cooking because I want the food. I'm cooking because I don't want to get hurt. I'm not plowing. I'm not writing because I want... I'm doing it to protect myself. Says the Hadrash V'ha'iyun. What did we just say? What did the Maharik just say? If I do a malacha, not because I want this done, but because I'm listening to somebody else who is forcing me to do it, so that's not a real malacha. That's not a malacha daraisa, right? Says the Maharik. So says the Adrash very creatively, maybe that's what I might have thought by Kibbut Avaim as well. If my father asked me to be Machalo Shabbos, so maybe if I wouldn't have had this written by Shabbos, I wouldn't have had this written by something else, I would have said, okay, by other Yisuri to Arisa, you're not allowed to do it. But by Shabbos, well, it's only going to be Jerabana. By Shabbos, you're only doing it to listen to your parents. You're not doing it because you want it done. Maybe I would call that a malacha she'en etzricha legufa. That's why you have to have it written by Shabbos. Says the Drash uh, V'ayin online on source number nine now, on the next page. Third line. The kamash malan shelo Even so, don't do it. Not only because we would reject the maharik. But even if we would accept it, the ena mitzvah Why? What's the difference? Let's say we would hold like the maharik. What's the difference? Says the drashoyin. Beautiful. The Torah is teaching us that if my father asked me to do an avera, then there's no longer a mitzvah of kibudava aim. It's not that doing it would be a mitzvah of kibudava aim, and therefore it would be not for the ultimate purpose. The second, that's the chiddush of the Torah in this pasuk. 
My parents have no right to ask me to do an Avera. The second that they do, the mitzvah disappears. So there's no more mitzvah to listen to my parents. So it's a Malachah Daraisa. So it's biblical. What? I'm doing it for that? But there's no mitzvah that you're doing. There's a mitzvah to stay alive. So by the non-Jew, you have to listen. But here there's no mitzvah. The mitzvah disappears. And therefore, says the Hadrash V'ha'iyun, that's why it has to teach it to us by Shabbos. Ulafizeh, where it's underlined. In Bishmir Shabbos, by Shmir Shabbos, where there would have been a Havamina, I would have thought maybe to listen to my father. The Torah says not to. Surely by other Isure Daraisa that are clearly Isure Daraisa. Amazing. And then he continues, and some of you might be thinking of this already, this is why also it fits into the Mora more than the Kavod. Because if I get my father a glass of water because I'm respecting him, then at root, I want to get the glass of water. It's a positive action that I'm doing for the action, and I'm giving it to my father out of kavod. But if it's out of awe, if it's because I'm scared, I'm in awe, so then it's a little bit more removed from the act itself. It's more parallel to the forced case. Of the of the maharik of somebody forcing me to do something, and that's why he says it is not out of love. If it's out of love, of course it would be usher. But if it's out of mora, that's the comparison to the case of the maharik, and that's why the Torah says it specifically by mora and not by and not by kav. <coughs> okay. Next, paragutes pasuk we have, and those who want more to listen to relating to all of these mitzvahs, Baruch Hashem, we got through Kedoshim and the mitzvah shir, so feel free, also on the uh, OU website, OU that are feel free of the mitzvahs, we're in the mitzvahs, we're in the 400s, 436 we did today, so feel free, we discussed all of these mitzvahs at length in terms of the matnos aniyim that we're about to get into a little bit. The Torah tells us, When you cut your field, Do not cut off the corner. The mitzvah called peya. Second mesachta in Shas. And don't gather up what falls. Leket. Right? Leket, everything that falls on the ground, you got to leave for the aniyim. There's peya, there's leket counted by all vegetable, all fruits and vegetables, and, or fruits, and then grapes have separate mitzvahs. Okay, all these mitzvahs. Very interesting ha'ara that's made by Rav Sarutskin in the Aznayim LaTorah. HaTorah, we know there are two different categories of gifts that we have to give to others. Two different recipients of our gifts. We have a category of mitzvahs called matnas anim, as it's listed here. Peya and leket and shechcha, all the matnas anim that we have to give. And then there's another category of matanos that we have to give to a different recipient, and that is matnas kahuna. Gifts that we have to give to the kohanim. A little bit to the one, to the Levim also, but mostly to the Kohanim. Says Rav Sarotskin in the Azayim LaTorah, why is it that when it comes to the Matnas Aniyam, what do we give them? We give them the, the worst. We get to take the corner. Take the grapes that didn't grow properly. Take the single grapes. Take the ones that are not hanging on each other properly. Yeah, these inferior types of grapes. Take the stuff that fell out of my hands. Yeah, take that. It got trampled on anyway. By the manas agim, you give the worst. Manas kahuna, bikurim, truma, 
parts of the Karbanos, the Chazay and the Shok, the Zeroa and the and the Keva, all choice parts of all of our, our animals, of our fruit, our produce. Why? Matanos, they're both Matanos. Sometimes the best questions are on the obvious halachos. Says Rav Saratskin, Hatarechiva otana b'manas kahuna, u'b'manas aniyim, both. Avalakonim, mitzuvimanachnu levcharis atov, v'amuvchar shemepeiros ha'aretz. The best, the chosen. Kochelav yitzar v'kochelav tirosh v'dagan, l'chanisatim, v'losisu alav chet, barim achemz chaboimen, you have to take the best. And by manas aniyim, the Torah says to give the worst. In the place where people trample. So why is it? Why the difference between Matnas Kahuna and Matnasani? Venire says the Zion Torah that the Torah goes into the psyche of all of us and tries to make it easier for us. Don't focus so much on the recipients, but focus on the givers. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what's going through our mind and he wants to make it easier for us. Venireh, where it's underlined. Sheyar the Torah l'sof daito shel adam. The Torah goes down into the das of a person. Shekasha alav lahafrish chelek mehono v'laseis l'acherim. It's hard to give up anything. It's hard to give up any of my assets, of my produce. When I have to give Shumas and Maestras, there are two, two things that I go up in my, in my mind, in the average person's mind. He takes comfort, so to speak, in having to give away for free part of his Yibul. He thinks of two things. Well, they don't have a portion in Eretz Yisrael. So you know what? You know, it's, it's, it's appropriate. They have 48 cities. Okay. But they don't have a, they don't have a portion. Like, ah, I'm from Ruvain. Right, that's in Ibrayarde. I'm from Yehuda. I'm from Asher. So, you know, it's appropriate. Number one. Number two, I also might think about, Well, kind of, you know, me the connected me they give my karbanas for me. They achieve kapara for me. I don't pay them for that. Right? Koranim don't get paid for doing the avoda. So this is my payment to them. Trumas, maestras. Right? So I, they sing beautiful songs in the base of Megdash. They open up the gates for me. So they do, they do for me, I'll do for them. So when it comes to Matnas Kahuna and Matnas Levium, we can give the best because Kodesh who knows that deep down we'll understand and we'll be okay with it. But when it comes to Matnas Aniyim, it's much harder because we come up with every excuse in the book why this Ani doesn't really deserve our Tzedakah. He's just lazy. If he would apply himself more, he'd be able to do it. Wouldn't have to work for him. Sometimes that might be true, but many times it's not. As the Gemara says, the Kodesh Baruch Hu says, the world will always have. Ashir Menanim. Right? The Gemara says about Basra Dafyud. Why there are Niim? Kadesha Nito Anum. So we have the chance to give Staka. But a Kodesh Baruch Hu knows. Yodea Machshev Adab. Kehema Havel. Ube Emeth Ena Niyot Mena Atzlus. Ve Ena Shiris Mena Meretz. 
Right? A person could be the most industrious person, and yet he can be poor. And the person can be really lazy, and he can be very rich. Right? It's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to do our Ishtavus. But says the Azayim LaTorah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows this, goes up in our mind, and therefore he wants to be makel on us a little bit. He wants to say, give it, but you don't have to give the best. Line five in the next column. You can give them not the greatest. So he thinks, the Balabayas could think, I got the best, I could give some also. Fine. The psyche of a person alluded to in the halachas of the Torah. One final point related to the Parsha, and then just one related thought. Rabbi Akiva, this is the time period of the year that we think most about Rabbi Akiva and his Talmidim. In Parsha's Kedoshim, one of the most difficult mitzvos. What does it mean? We mentioned a couple of years ago the Ramban. The Ramban of Avtorech Kamocha, where the Ramban says it's impossible. The Ramban says the Avtorech Kamocha is an exaggeration. It doesn't mean it. Read you the Ramban again if you don't remember the Lashon. You can look it up. The Ramban says, V'tam V'yatarecha Kamocha Hafwaga. It's an exaggeration. Ki lo yekabel leva adam she'yehovez chaveir kavazu az nafsho. I come first. Just like me, I could be a nice person, but just like me, the same. V'ochek far bar Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva even said about Matziah, Chayecha Komen. Remember, you only have one canteen in the desert, so you drink it. Chayecha Komen. So it's not literal. So the Rabban works out. It has to do with parallel feelings. In the Menachem Sion, or Menachem Zaks, remember this was the Rav Si Pesach's son-in-law. We've quoted from him before. He quotes, maybe there is a possibility of fulfilling this mitzvah. In practical terms. Practical terms. And that is if we focus on one element of HaTorech HaKamocha. What we would call the Surmeira element. What the Ramban was talking about, the Asay Tov element, exactly for me and for my friend, that's pretty That's a very, very high level. But there's something that is in the grasp of each of us. And that is the Surmeira element. To stop the negativity and the hurtfulness that I give to my friend. I'm sorry, third line. There are many losases beforehand. Once I stop talking to my friend in a condescending way, once I stop doing negative things to those around me, so then I can come to the step, the, the, the ultimate of Ahatarecha But what is in our grasp is our Lashon Hara, is our, 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 how we speak to people, how we act to people. Again, going above and beyond in the positive way, that's much harder. But to at least protect others from my actions, from my words, that we all could do. And he says, that's what Hillel did. That's what Hillel did. The famous story in Shabbos, when the Ger comes to Hillel and says, teach me Torah on one foot. What was he really asking on one foot? Tell me the first step. The first step. <laughs> Many ask on the Gemara, why did Hillel just quote the Pasuk? Why he quote it backwards? He says, well, you don't want that to you, don't do it to your friend. Just quote the Pasuk in Chumash. 
You have to quote an Aramaic backwards? The answer is what we just said. Hillel knew it's tremendously, it's a high level. Hillel says focus on preventing and stopping the negative. If every Jew could focus on the Sur Ra, think about what the Jewish people would look like. If we could all stop the, the internal, the internal machlokas, the Sur Ra. That's the first leg, al And the rest, Zildamar, then you could go learn, then you could do more. But the first step of Ahatarecha Kamocha says the Menachem Sion is the Sur Meira. I just wanted to end with one thought related to the calendar of this week. This week, Ar Hashem, we had a moment, a couple of moments to Think about the Hakaras HaTov that every single Jew in the world must have, that we were able, after 2,000 years, to be able to come back to Eretz Yisrael, to be able to set up and have a Jewish homeland that we're not afraid to come to on a practical level, a place that we can be proud of, and a place that obviously is not perfect, but little by little and step by step, and the more Jews that come, we try to perfect the area around us. Just one Ha'ara, that is undeniable. And we're not talking about in the political realm now. We're just talking about Chazal. We're talking about what we witness with our own eyes. And every Jew has an achrayas to open up their eyes and to think about it. It's just a Rashi. It's a Rashi at the end of Ayikra. Not in this week's parsha. The Rashi and Pasha's Bechukosai. And the Ramban says the same thing, which I gave you. But Rashi and Bechukosai, in Perachavav Pasaglamid Beis, in the middle of the Tochacha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, V'hashimosi aniyas ha'aretz, I will make desolate the land. V'shamimu aleha oivechem, and your enemies will have it desolate. Hayoshvimba, that live there. I will throw you out, we'll go into Gaulus, I'm going to make it desolate, and for, your, for the Goyim it's going to be desolate. Says Rashi, says Rashi right here, on Pasuk Lamed Beis, Zumida tova li Yisrael. There's a hidden bracha in here in the Tochacha. Shelo yimsu ha'oivim nachas ruach ba'artzachem shetei shomem ha'miyoshvecha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises that the world, the, the land will not produce. The land will not be beautiful. The land will not be poreach and flower and blossom except for you Jews. The Ramban says the same thing. Source number 12. How many people have lived in this land since Chorben Bayesheni? And none of them. It's unbelievable. None of them were able to make it sprout and make it beautiful. Just look at pictures or look at history books. There's not one nation that was in control of this land that had it. And the Ramban knew it. The Ramban came here in the 1300s. And he wrote this. We see it with our eyes. In the entire world, you won't have such a, such a reality. A land that doesn't produce a land, doesn't produce for the people that live there. They can't do it. And Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says the same thing also. 
This is the promise that we see fulfilled after 2,000 years. For the past 65 years, the land, just drive through the, drive through the, the land. Drive in the north, drive in the south, drive anywhere. Trees and flowers. Right, I saw a statistic on, uh, I think it was on, uh, on H.com. Right? Israel is the only country that ended the 20th century with more trees than it had at the beginning of the 20th century. The only country in the world with that statistic that we went up. That we then instead of going down, because this is the promise that Kadosh Baruch Hu made in the Torah, Vishamimu Aleha Ayvechem Hayoshvimba, and the Marsha says this is Rabbi Akiva's story at the end of Marcus, the famous story in Surah number fourteen that they see Hayolanli Rushalayim Kivin Shigiel Haaretz Ofim Karo Bigdayim. They tore their clothing. How they come to Harabayas, they see the Shu'al. They see the Shu'al going across the Kodesh Kadashim and they all start crying and Rabbi Akiva starts laughing. <coughs> and they say, why are you crying? Why are you laughing? This is the worst thing. Rabbi Akiva says, this is the best. Why? Because I know this Nebuah came true. This Nebuah is going to come true. Wonderful. Says the Marsha. You know what the deeper idea here is? Says the Marsha in that Gemara. Because Rabbi Akiva saw the desolation. Even a fox couldn't find something to eat. Rabbi Akiva says, it's so desolate. I see that Eretz Yisrael is only connected to the Jewish people. HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised that it's not going to produce for anybody else. We're the nations. They tried. Even, I might add, I might add, even today, where the Jews live in this country, it's so fertile, it's so lush, it's so green. And you can drive 10 minutes away and see barren and see rocks and see nothing. And that's what the Marsha says. That will have senior citizens sitting on benches in Yerushalayim, a kiyam of the Nevuah, says the Marsha, says the Ramban, says Rashi. This is a promise that Kaddish Baruch Hu made to us. So the tefillah of every Jew is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should show us not just the beginning and the roots and ikvisa the Meshicha. We don't want the Akev. We want everything. We want the Gula Shlema. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be Mezakev and give us and bless us with Kibbutz Galios, all Jews coming back to Eretz Yisrael and Shalom Yisrael and many brachas and aslachas.